Hey, welcome to a gluten-free podcast, the show where we'll be exploring all things gluten-free. I'm your host, Ben. Whether you have celiac disease like me, you're gluten-free for other reasons, or you just want to learn more about the gluten-free diet, then this podcast is for you. Let's get into it. Hey, you're listening to a gluten-free podcast. If this is your first time listening, welcome. My name is Ben, and in this show, we talk everything gluten-free. I have guests on who talk about their gluten-free journeys, and I share my own as well. I started it up when I was diagnosed with celiac disease at the end of 2020, with the aim to shed some light on celiac and the gluten-free diet. There's heaps of bad connotations and misinterpretations of what the gluten-free diet and celiac disease actually is, so it's my hope that this podcast can try to help break down many of those myths and misconceptions about it. Before we get into things today, I would like to firstly acknowledge this land of Gundungara country, where I'm currently recording this right now and where my family and I have the privilege to live on. Uh, I would like to acknowledge not only the Gundungara people, but the stories, traditions, and living cultures of all Indigenous elders, past, present, and emerging. Also, I am not a medical professional of any sort whatsoever. I do have celiac and I'm gluten-free, but what works for me may not work for you and vice versa, so please just always seek out your own personal medical advice when it comes to doing anything with your health or diet. So today is another episode of Gluten-Free Thoughts. So on this show, I get guests on who talk about their gluten-free journeys, and it's awesome. I learn so much from them, and I hope you're getting so much out of it as well. Uh, But in between, I like to update you guys about what's happening in my own gluten-free journey. I'm only just over a year into my gluten-free diet, and I think it's interesting to hear other people's experiences. So this is me just sharing what's happening in my own life with you guys. If you haven't already, go back and check out episode 20 titled Gluten-Free Thoughts Starting Low FODMAP Diet. In that episode, my wife Beck actually hijacked the podcast host position and interviewed me. And we talked about uh, me talking to a dietitian and her recommending going on a low FODMAP diet. And also I chat about some other healthcare professionals that I've chatted to about getting some procedures and things done. So if you haven't already, go back and check out that episode and that will keep you up to date with what's going on in this one. So today I wanted to just check in with you all and update you on how that low FODMAP diet is going. As I mentioned in the episode I recorded with my wife Beck, I'm on the low FODMAP diet now and that's under the guide of a dietitian. I've been on it for around a month and I'm still in the elimination phase at the moment, but I'm gearing up within the next week or so to reintroduce various food groups. I have had just two meetings with my current dietitian. I actually had another one with her this morning and she is awesome. Uh, if you are looking for a dietitian within Australia who specializes in celiac disease and the gluten-free diet, just shoot me an email or hit me up on Instagram and I'll pass on her details. The low FODMAP diet has taught me heaps about nutrition and how my body works and absorbs food and is able to break down different food groups. And I thought I had a pretty good idea of the contents of food, having researched myself a couple of years ago, you know, nutrition and fitness and all that sort of stuff. But I was only really scratching the surface and I can see that now. Um, In these appointments with my dietitian, my mind has just been blown and I'm so grateful 
that no matter what happens, I'm able to move forward with this gluten-free diet, knowing way more than I did uh, at the upon diagnosis. In terms of how I'm feeling on the low FODMAP diet, I've had much less bloating and the, those uncomfortable feelings than before I started the diet. But as I mentioned, I'm still in the elimination phase of the diet and I'll be reintroducing what I believe to be my trigger food groups shortly. And I've discussed that with my dietitian. We're working together on that. And I've been using the Monash University FODMAP diet app, which has been awesome. Um, Beck, my wife, also downloaded it. So we both have it. And I've been logging every single food I've been eating every day. And yes, that sounds time consuming. That's because it is. It's it's an effort, but it's so handy to show what the foods are that are sitting right and what I'm reacting to. So I would recommend using this app uh, or something similar if you're going on the low FODMAP diet, or even if you're not, and you just want to track foods for figuring out different uh, reactions, or if you've got IBS or other dietary requirements, it's so handy. I'll just flick open the app now and I'll just talk you through a few of the features. By the way, this episode is not sponsored by Monash University FODMAP diet app, even though I am loving using it, Um, but it's got a a food guide. So you can type in any food that you like and just see if that is on the low FODMAP diet. Um, It's got certified food. So it lists some products that, and uh, you know, products and, and the range that they have that are certified it also has um, a feature where you can find a dietitian within your location. Uh, it's got recipes on there, some really cool recipes that uh, we've actually posted up on our Instagram page that you can go check out at A Gluten Free Family. And there's a booklet basically that introduces you to the low FODMAP diet, what it is, what IBS is, um, what are FODMAPs in the first place, what they stand for. And then you've got your diary, like I explained, where you can track all your foods, your symptoms. And I've just found it really handy being on this low FODMAP diet. And if I'm confused or if I don't know if a certain food or a portion of food is low FODMAP, I just look it up and it's got the answer there for me straight away. And if I'm stuck with recipes like we have been, we've been looking for a few low FODMAP gluten-free recipes and they've got heaps in there. So it's great. I haven't looked back over the foods and the related symptoms um, in my food diary yet, but I'll be really interested to do that. It's got this cool feature where you can export via PDF your whole food diary. So it concises it into a PDF and it shows you all the foods you've been having and your symptoms and you can just ex- export that via PDF. So I did that this morning to my, I sent it off to my dietitian, and she was able to look at that and discuss with me my symptoms and my food that I was eating right there in front of her. So it was so handy and I'll be really interested to see what foods start to react with me once I start to do the reintroduction phase. So that's where I will be reintroducing dairy, soy, legumes, and some other FODMAPs uh, slowly. I'm really interested to see how that will go, but I can't do that until I have these procedures done. So I've had some pretty bad symptoms, which I believe aren't related to the FODMAP diet, Um, but I think it's to do with some damage that has occurred inside of me while I was undiagnosed with celiac. So in the next few days, I'll have a colonoscopy and endoscopy done. Uh, The colonoscopy will explore any other issues that have been happening. And I actually opted to have the endoscopy done um, as I'm approaching 18 months on the gluten-free diet. And that'll be interesting to see if I have healed uh, from my last endoscopy that was done 
uh, upon diagnosis back in December 2020. As Beck and I mentioned in the last Gluten-Free Thoughts episode, my celiac antibody levels were slightly elevated, and that indicates that I'm still ingesting gluten. Now, I have no idea where that could be coming from, and it does make me wonder if those bloods have just stayed elevated even from one instance of cross-contamination either weeks or months before. I'm also interested to know if celiac antibody levels can just stay elevated despite being on a strict gluten-free diet. So these are some questions I have for the health professionals I'm seeing currently, and hopefully they can explain a little bit more about that uh, when I have follow-up appointments. I'm also really interested in exploring refractory celiac disease and if I'm showing any signs of that down the track. Something else my dietitian strongly suggested having done is a bone density scan, as we were discussing the risks of osteoporosis and celiac disease. I've been meaning to do that. Actually, I have asked my doctor a few times and it's been on my list. I just haven't done it. Uh, but yeah, I've been chasing up other appointments and trying to get this, you know, these ongoing symptoms sorted out. So that's hence why I'm getting the colonoscopy and endoscopy done. I'll be interested to know once I get the bone density scan um, to see if any damage is occurring or if I do have any signs of osteoporosis or other bone-related issues. I know that vitamin D and uh, resistance or weight-bearing exercises can help reduce bone issues. And I work outside full-time and I also try to do resistance training, you know, do weights like pretty much twice a week. I'm quite strict with it. I like to get my workouts in. And although it's been really difficult lately with all the various symptoms I've been having, I try to get workouts in no matter what. I would be interested to speak to someone who has a really in-depth knowledge of celiac disease and exercise and fitness and nutrition. So if that is you listening or if someone you know uh, fits that category, please just send me an email or shoot me a DM on Instagram and let me know. I would love to have them on this podcast to have a chat. There's so much to uncover for me at the moment in my body, and I know I'm not alone in saying that. I think I feel like a walking experiment <laughs> for health professionals a lot of the time. I'm used to hearing, you know, hmm, that's strange, or that's interesting, hmm. And I also never thought I would be talking about bowel movements with strangers so much in my life. <laughs> especially at this age, but it's already been such a weird journey. And um, that being said, I am really grateful to be in such a privileged position to be able to have access to the healthcare needed to have these procedures and dietitian appointments and any other medical tests done that I need. And I know many other people in other areas of the world can't even pay for medical bills or can't have that testing done at all. So I am grateful in that way. So I'll check back in with you guys once I've had these procedures done and once I'm back on the uh, reintroduction phase of the low FODMAP diet, I think that'll be really interesting to share my progress and uh, what sort of foods are reacting with me. So maybe that'll help some of you on the low FODMAP diet or some of you that are about to commence it. Much like being diagnosed with celiac, I wasn't sure many people would understand what I was going through, but when I discussed going on the low FODMAP diet, so many people reached out on Instagram and emailed me, and I'm so glad that they did, and it helps so much hearing other people's stories, and I hope that's what this podcast is doing for you. 
either by sharing my own stories on, you know, the gluten-free thoughts episodes or by listening to the guests that I have on. And I, I always feel that, you know, for me, hearing someone's personal story, it feels way more relatable, even though we can't, you know, understand specifically their specific issues. It always feels good to know we're not alone in any struggle that we're facing. So until next time, thank you so much for listening and take care of yourself out there, gluten-free fam. Thanks so much for taking the time to join me here on a gluten-free podcast. If you're enjoying it and think someone else would too, please share it with them. Also, I'd really appreciate you giving a rating and review on whatever podcasting platform you're listening on. You can find me on Instagram at a.gffamily or send an email to aglutenfreefamily at gmail.com. I'll add all this info in the show notes. Until next time, bye for now.